Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. Dearest friend and teacher, the journey continues. Please tell me about the next area you want to talk about. I am ready. We will next describe the level of the angels. They are very close to the frequency of the white spheres. Therefore, they are often associated or compared with them. But the angels differ from the white spheres in one crucial point. They have more power and more consciousness. They move more consciously from place to place and expand their energies. The white spheres always remain the white spheres. They cannot become bigger or smaller. The angels, however, are more malleable in nature, more flexible. All in all, they are like the big brothers and sisters of the white spheres. Do the angels carry soul energy within them? No. No? So when people say someone will surely become an angel after their transition, <laughs> that's not possible? No, it wow. is not. When the soul of a human being leaves the body, it either transforms into a plane of the deceased or into the light levels of consciousness of the entities with wide, large energy fields. Angels are like small, pure energy units, flexible in the way they move, but still not endowed with the memories of a soul force. This is difficult for me to understand because I always thought that if someone said about a person during their lifetime, you are an angel on earth, <laughs> then this person could in fact become an angel. No, no. If you need a better description of this, let me try again. You are trying to understand the soul force as a part of the cosmos and you have learned that souls are full of memories and full of changing, right? Yeah. Expanding energies. But there are also constant elements in the cosmos. Among these are the white spheres and the angels as modifiers. These two are close to each other in terms of frequency, but differ in their respective qualities of consciousness. The angels carry a consciousness of their own, but no soul energy which incarnates into bodies. Mm -hmm. They always remain on the subtle plane and work from there, autonomously, but not in a quality which can incarnate. The white spheres carry the swarm consciousness, as you called it, and thus also cannot incarnate. They, too, have no memories. But if the angels act autonomous, autonomously, then they have free will, don't they? Yes. Has it ever happened that an angel wanted to incarnate? No. <laughs> That's like asking a tree 
if he wants to walk. <laughs> One determines the other. They are not an energy that has the need, the will, the desire to have other experiences than those in the helping angelic worlds. Hmm. Can you describe to me how big they are? We have learned that the white spheres can change their shapes when necessary for their work, but in their basic shape they all are, they all are about the size of a soccer ball. And what are the angels like? Angels are on the plane directly above the white spheres in terms of their mobilities. Their fields are larger than those of the white spheres and yet also spherical. They move faster and more consciously and they shine brighter because in principle they carry more radiant power, more energy and thus more consciousness. So can I basically picture them like the white spheres or are they arranged differently in their area? They move much more, ah. dear. They are not in some kind of group, but they are, like souls actually, individual and versatile. When I visit them, I can touch the individual energies and communicate with them. This is made possible by the nature of the angelic energies. You can contact, contact them directly and communicate with them. Yeah, but I can also communicate with the white spheres. <laughs> you are the exception, dear. Hmm. You can reach their whole field of consciousness. So in that instance you communicate with a group energy, but not with an individual sphere. Do you understand? Yeah. This is not possible, because they lack the consciousness to do so. Generally speaking, communicating with truly subtle energies begins with the angelic forces. The deceased do not count as purely subtle energies. They are soul energies that are influenced materially. But we already said that. The nature of the souls in the plane of the deceased has been influenced differently. Therefore, they are no longer purely ethereal. The angel energies, on the other hand, are very subtle and create higher vibrational energies through their flexible energetics. Ah, so you could say that the angels ultimately represent a kind of intermediate mm. world, intermediate mm. state mm. between the deceased and the truly subtle world, right? No because they are already exclusively ethereal. The intermediate world you mentioned is ultimately the white spheres. I see. Why do people often depict angels as little children dressed in white with, thing, with wings? Hmm. Because they are energetically smaller than the large fields of the upper areas but still have a similar quality. Oh. They are individual, conscious and movable. So, you basically have small energy fields that move in space and time, as you would say, and they are very pure, which explains the white color scheme of your depictions. Mm -hmm. Since they are similar to the large subtle energies, but smaller, They do resemble the idea of children in terms of how they are portrayed. Okay. 
What I find interesting is that in church-related images you often see angels accompanying a greater entity. You see them with Mary, you see them with Jesus, you see them with so many other greater energies. I always thought that it was the white spheres that the other energies use for help. So is it the angels whom the masters use for help or is it the white spheres? Here, too, the cosmos provides diversity and variety which can be utilized. Many a master needs the spheres to clean up a certain area in the cosmos, like a cleaning crew or nurses who balance the energetics. Others need the angels to distribute very deliberate impulses and tasks which need to be directed with awareness and love. I understand. Speaking of awareness and love, what about the archangels? So far you have only spoken about the angels mm. who make up small energy fields and carry their own individual consciousness. But what about the archangels? Very nice question. Thank you for that. The archangels are slightly above the vibrational state, or let's say range, of the minor angelic entities. They are greater and wiser angels. And is there the possibility of an advancement in the angelic world? world? So that an angel can become an archangel due to many, many mm. consciously executed helpful deeds and many purifications? Mm -hmm. Yes. This is exactly the primordial issue that makes archangels possible in the first place. Oh. They were normal angelic energies before. And where do our, no, where do angel energies anyway actually come from? They have developed from the source, without the detour of the mother soul or incarnation processes. They have developed, been created, let's say, directly from the source as a component of the balance in the cosmos. This means that the source every now and then creates angels in order to maintain the balance within itself? Yes. Why did you hesitate with this yes? Um, because the complexity of the cosmos not only creates souls, but the energies are permanently in transformation. So there is no vessel which keeps creating more and more souls Instead, there is always the balance between souls and other forces. Okay, this takes us right to the topic, topic of source energy. And this is something that I'm really, really interested in. Does the source produce more and more souls? Since there's always a part of soul energies which rises up to the other mother soul force and another part which is other way transformed into the mass of the great whole and so on. I suspect a balance is maintained and the number mm -hmm. of souls does not increase. Yes, that's exactly how it is. But we'll discuss that later. We are getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I agree. Let's stay with the angels and archangels for now. Yes. The archangels are even stronger in power than the angels. In terms of a timeline, they have worked longer and helped more, and through this they have grown to the power of the archangels. Let's talk about the subject of growing, please. 
because if an angel energy has always been an angel and always remains angel energy, how can it grow energetically at all? It can do that when the power within them expands more and more. The life force within this power, which grows because of the support impulses on other levels, grows more and more in such an energy. Then it begins to expand and strengthen its potential, its power potential, as always in the cosmos. Giving love, giving power, and thus sharing transforming energy strengthens and invigorates the energetics of its giver. You could call it the currency of the cosmos. That means energy. Yes, I know. You said that beautifully and I think it's lovely that the angel energies can actually also experience a kind of transformation via their work, mm -hmm. their accomplishments, their help and that they do not have to remain in the same energetics. This is the central issue with the entity of angels. It is not rigid and limited in its form, but they can move and of course grow out of themselves. But that would mean as a consequence that all angels can become archangels at some point, so that new angels would be needed. Regular angels. No, because the way each individual angel energy works is different. Hmm. Due to its different ways, it also collects different experiences and power impulses. Sure, every angel energy carries the potential to expand into archangel power. But not every angel wants to become an archangel. Sylvia, mm -hmm. can you imagine that some energetics are frugal, content and happy to remain as they are? <laughs> yes, of course. Of course I can. And in that case, it's a good thing <laughs> as well. Imagine that an mm. army consisted no, only of no, officers. No. We do need the regular soldiers as well. Oh, my dear. As you know, I don't like <laughs> the comparison at all, but I know what you mean. An army on earth is something terrible and destructive under the geese of protection. Mm. Angel entities are exclusively loving, powerful, giving and protective. They are not remotely endowed with any dangerous potential. Okay, you are right. My comparison really falls short. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let us delve deep, deeper into energetics, into the world of angels. Is it difficult for you to tune into them, mm. as I would say? Oh, no, 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 not at all. They are so lovingly soft and warm that I enter their world very, very easily and gladly. And are there landscapes on the plane? Oh, no, my dear. Landscapes generally don't exist in the cosmic construct. Mm. At most, there are perceptions of the respective spirit of the entity. And that's a good thing. This is how the cosmos enables every single soul to imagine the landscape they like best. Okay, nice. Is the angel lever brighter than many other areas or is it in colors? Do the angels themselves have different colors? Mm, a fine question. The plane of the angels is very nice, warm and bright in itself, 
but not glaring. It radiates warm, bright light. And in it there are infinitely many wonderful, loving little angel energies in different coloring. It's a sea of coloring full of all kinds of colors, but all of them with a very bright radiance. But rather in pastel hues, right? Right. So if I said there was a blue color, it would be more a light blue. Exactly. So all the colors one can think of and brightly radiant. So is it. I imagine that to look beautiful, cheerful, very colorful. Hmm. That's the way it is. It's gorgeous to look at. And they are so joyful, so loving. It's really a wonderful level. And what about the archangels? Are they right there with the angels? Or are they a bit somewhere elsewhere because they vibrate differently? No, they are among the other angels. They are all together, so to speak. The archangels can be recognized by the fact that they are somewhat larger. Thus they shine a little brighter and are generally a little bigger in shape, more elongated. Can you say they are more oval-shaped? Of course. You can also say more oval-shaped. They are more oval and the angels are more round-shaped. Rather round and colorful, but larger than the soccer ball-sized white figures. <laughs> yes. Sorry to be specific in my questions, but I want to make this experience as visually <sighs> detailed as possible, both for myself and for the listeners. Sylvia, that's perfectly fine. No need to apologize. I find your way of asking very pleasant, and your analytical mind certainly helps people to better grasp these almost formless worlds. Thank you. When we talk about the movements of the angels, how can I imagine that? There are people who call to the angels and ask them for help. Mm. As far as I remember, there are masters from other even higher vibrational levels who also call the angels and the white spheres for help and take them with them when there is or are things they need to balance. So when some things like that happen, what does that look like? When the requests from other planes reach the angels, they begin to move. Like clouds, they move in flocks to the respective necessary places in the subtle or in the material plane. And how do they move compared to the souls? They move differently. They gather in groups and then they move out of the plane. They fly away, you would say. But what is it like when such a call comes from a plane, be a subtle or be it subtle or material? How can I picture that? They are waves. The requests for help from the different levels reach the world of the angels in waves. When such an energy wave of a request hits them, they perceive it, gather and follow the cause of this wave. Well, that is almost high physics, because <laughs> my next question is how they know where the cause of the wave is. They know it, dear. Hmm. They just know it. I cannot explain such physical background to you. It is what it is and it works. The wave of the cry for help, the request, is comprehensible to them 
and I follow it. And how is it regulated that not all the angels set off when such a wave comes into their world? <laughs> Why should they all go? Only the portion that is needed goes. And they can read this too from the power of the wave. Wow, I know that makes sense. But that's really high scientific. <laughs> so how many angels ultimately help depends on the intention mm. that a person, a soul, a human, whatever, sets. How intensely they ask the angels for help. Hmm. This is not only true for human beings, but applies in the whole cosmos. The intention behind the power is crucial to how much resonance mm. results from it. Mm. But you know this law, right? Yes, of course. But it doesn't hurt to stress its importance every now and then and to keep in mind how important the intention, the purpose mm -hmm. and the power of a soul is. Right. So in my imagination, the angels and or maybe even the archangels help and then return to their realm. Is that right? That is right. So archangels go too. They don't just stay on the level. No. Of course, they move in the same way as the regular angels, but they accelerate things with their potential. If an archangel goes, that means that something requires more help than if only the small other beings go. Yes, that makes sense. Okay. I find that all fascinating. I mean, <laughs> I've always been a big fan of making people aware how important it is to be at peace with yourself. Because then the intention, the intent behind your desires is also received more purely in the cosmos. And I'm also a great advocate of making people realize that you need to be precise when formulating your desires. Mm -hmm. Because the more precisely you put this impulse into words, mm -hmm. the more clearly it will be received. It's all connected. The intention, the intent, the ultimately the clarity. Wonderful. Really wonderful. It's great that you address that, Sylvia. And it's an important, a very, very important message for people. Intention and wording. Yes, and let me correct. It's connected intention, the intent, and ultimately the clarity. Mm -hmm. When I try to sense into the energies of the angels, I really like what I feel. <laughs> it feels exceedingly pleasant. Mm. There's something beautiful about this task of helping, being there in order to help. When I sense into it, connected with you, it's incredibly beautiful, peaceful, loving, and so compassionate. Yes, that's the way it is. I very much like this energetics too. Mm. To me, they are like the living garden of joy in the cosmos. Mm. I like, like walking outside and listening to the birds. That's what they are. That's what I feels like for me when I go to the angels. Wow. So in terms of energies, you can stay longer with the angels than with the other levels described so far. Yes, for sure. Mm. They are higher vibrating and therefore easier for me to visit. Longer, too if you measure it in time. Yes. Interesting. Is there anything else you would like to say about that? 
No. I have said everything. Then thank you very much for this beautiful session about the angels. It was very informative and fascinating. I look forward for the next chapter. Thank you, love. Thank you, Sylvia. Love.